look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Lifestyle matters. It's more than money. I'm Faisal Carmelli, my co-host here, Dave Popwich. How you doing, buddy? I'm terrific. You? Uh, doing all right. Doing all right. What a, what an interesting week we had in the markets. Oh, I thought you were going to say snow and stuff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, how many times can I complain about snow? I live in Calgary. I'm a Calgary uh, veteran native. I think I would be accustomed to this. I think the older I get, the yeah. more uh, the lack of tolerance I have towards snow. Maybe this is the reversion to the mean. <laughs> Hey. Oh, oh, that's, that's crazy finance talk on, on weather. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, we won't go down that path. Sorry. That was funny to me. I know it's not funny to anybody else. No one. Like, absolutely no one. No one's laughing. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if we started some accidents on, on Deerfoot Trail because that, that joke was so bad. No kidding. Somebody's angry. Sorry. Send your hate mail to Faisal. Uh, okay. You know, uh, there's a lot of people that have a health history in their family that would include uh, heart disease, heart, heart attacks, heart failure, those kinds of things. We've got a Toronto startup. Um, that is producing or developing some software that can help predict and hopefully at some point prevent heart failure. We're going to talk about that today. Stick around for that if that's uh, part of your health, your family's health history. And then uh, you can save on taxes by spending more time in the United States. What? We're going to talk to a cross-border tax advisor, get, get their opinion on, uh, on how that actually might be <laughs> beneficial to your retirement. Wow, you're in a good mood, my friend. Yeah, it tells you kind of the week we've had. It was a long week. And let's talk a little bit about that. We had more um, uh, uh, disruption in the U.S. administration in terms of personnel. We had uh, a, a Canadian dollar that's falling. We, of course, had more worries about uh, protectionism and uh, specifically targeted towards the Chinese. Where do you want to start? Yeah, let's let's talk about it from a macro level, the concern that I've been having about this. And I've been mentioning it on the, on the market reports this week, and I've also been talking about it to our clients. Um, one of the biggest concerns that are out there is protectionism, yeah. is global trade war. What, what the U.S. government is doing is taking a page out of Ronald Reagan's books Back in back in uh, the Reagan era, um, what what he was doing, especially with the Japanese auto workers, were were basically trying to do a, a individual tariff program against uh, Japanese imports of right. vehicles that was trying to protect the uh, U.S. auto workers, right. and um, and it worked to some degree because the Japanese uh, agreed to reduce the number of imports coming right. in. So there was some sort of of, of agreement there. Um, that that being said, forty years later. Yeah. Um, we have a problem because it's more global than it was back then. It's not just about one product with right. one country. It is unilateral decision-making by one side, and then they're trying to renegotiate the other. Now, when it comes to a country like U.S. and China, those two being the largest two economic superpowers in the world, um, if they get into a nasty fight... Mm -hmm. There's a problem. Now, yep. the markets don't think so. Right. The markets right, right. now, and I'm Agreed. speaking of the stock market, the currency market, even the bond market, are not signaling um, we are in trouble. They're, they're signaling that, that Trump is just negotiating, right? That's, that's the way the market is looking at the language and the posturing coming out of the Trump administration right now. Yeah, and let me, let me kind of walk through how some companies, individuals who go through a lot of bankruptcies... <laughs> I'm not uh, mentioning any names. Try to negotiate. <laughs> and let's say, Dave, I owe you $100. Yeah. 
And it's more I, than that. And I tell you, you, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and, and you're not getting that money. See how I'm negotiating, right? So then you say, okay, you're not going to give me any. Give me, give me something. Okay, yeah. I'll give you ten. I'll give you ten bucks instead of that hundred bucks. And you're like, no, no, that's not good enough. Yeah. And then we agree to some number. Let's say thirty dollars. Now you go back to your your constituents and say, hey, guess what? We got thirty bucks back. Right. We look good. Right. I go back to my constituents and say, see, I just saved us seventy dollars. Right. You know, vote for me. Right. <laughs> and and this is the kind of negotiation off the bottom that that happened. And so I think the markets are catching up to right. that. That 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 concept of okay, we're going to negotiate, even though I'm, I'm going to shoot across the bow and say I can't pay you nothing. Right. And then you're going to come back and say, pay me something. Let's let's sit at the table because if I owe you money, you're going to be nice to me. Right. You're not going to be mean to me because I'm not going to pay you anything. Right. Right. So when you be nice to me. We can negotiate. I can get it for 30 cents on the dollar. You look like you're happy because you went from zero to 30. <laughs> I look even better because I went from 100 down to 30, and both of us are happy with our constituents. So there's, that's the approach I think is happening. I think um, the markets are starting to see that. Uh, they're factoring in that it's um, bark, no bite at this point in At time. this point. Um, there is a change of administration, so that will, that will cause confusion. But this is all noise until we start seeing policy. And we've been talking about NAFTA, NAFTA, NAFTA for how long? Yep. Nothing's been done yet. But, you know, and, and NAFTA is an interesting one in terms of the timelines. They're trying to get this done, you know, expectations before April, or it's going to have to be after the Mexican election in November. But, you know, NAFTA took years to negotiate. Now we're talking in the order of months to do this. We'll, we'll see if they, can, if, if they can pull something together. If anybody knows, and I think you should know this, when you tear down a house and yep. rebuild, yep. it's a lot different than, rebuild, or than building a house off of yep. a raw piece of land. Yep. Right? So... This is what NAFTA is. We're tearing down something that we have and right. rebuilding it. There's a lot of things we got to figure out before we can rebuild. And so yeah. uh, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. NAFTA is not going to be decided overnight. It's going to take a long time. And the ramifications of that are going to be seen uh, over the next generation. Yeah. And so we cannot make a decision about how my stocks are doing based upon what could happen with NAFTA or what could happen with China. We have to base it upon what's really there. And unfortunately, the stock market sometimes is too forward-looking and gets negative. So I, I, I actually think we're going to have more volatility this year. Uh, we need to. I think uh, yeah. last year wasn't... There was none. There was none. There so was none. And to have the volatility index being at, at this low period and to see it still shoot up 41% in volatility yet still, still be, be very low, low yeah. tells you that we've got a long ways to go. I, I'd like to see a bit more volatility because that's where the, the economy is. And it, you know, it, it, it has an impact on companies too. And I, I did a story on, um, on the uh, aluminum and steel imports uh, tariffs in the U.S. and how that might affect a big manufacturer like Boeing, who clearly uses certainly a lot of aluminum, maybe less steel. Um, and in, in the entire aerospace industry, so if we extrapolate it over the entire aerospace industry, you know what the total increase in expected production costs was going to be to a $100 billion industry was two-tenths of 1%. Yeah. So it, it wasn't huge. Now, Boeing being a big player in that space, they were maybe three-tenths of 1% was the estimate that I saw. But that, that's not the impact. The impact is on the potential trade dispute between China and the U.S., mm -hmm. Because 22% of Boeing's planes go to China. And so you saw Boeing really tumble on the day that this, you know, this tariff, the $60 billion talk between uh, U.S. And, and China. So there's going to be volatility. There's going to be company-specific volatility depending on what you own. Yep. Yeah, what you own and what, you're, uh, you know, what you think they 
potential outcomes are going to be there. It makes it interesting. It makes it interesting for stock pickers like yeah, you. Yeah, it makes it an opportunity. I, I like when companies get nailed in the market unfairly because then I get to go shopping and pick them up at a yeah. cheaper price. And I've been doing that with some stocks out there. There's some names that I do like, and, and even though the market hasn't fully valued it uh, the way I see it, that, that's what makes me more money over time. Well, that, exactly. That's what makes a market, right? If we got everybody on one side of the trade, we got a problem. Yeah. So at least there's two, you know, uh, on two sides of the trade. Uh, okay, so I thought that was a, a bit of a, an extension, a continuation, right, of uh, what we've been talking about last couple of weeks. So we don't need to, I think, uh, continue on that. Let's talk a little bit about our upcoming seminar. Yeah, so all these risks that come up in the market and the economy, all the political stuff that come out, um, how do you put a portfolio together to protect you and to grow while you go through retirement? Biggest concern people have is running out of money. So how do you make sure in all this stuff yep. that you can have a good strategy, a, a solid approach, maybe a five-pillar approach? And we'll talk about that on Tuesday, March 20th, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seat. So give us a call, 966-8400, 966-8400, or you can go online to register and go to More Than Money Radio. Okay, you know, we talked at the top of the hour a little bit about if you've got health history that would in involve heart disease or heart failure, heart attack or something. Yeah, if you do, stick around for this because we're going to, after the break, talk about a, a Canadian company that's pioneering software that could help predict a dangerous health condition. You're on 770 CHQR and more than money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.